your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right, welcome to a Wednesday of Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. It's not quite as hot out today, but uh, it's uh, Texas weather. William Garcia, the Lacrosse County Democratic Party chair, is in with me. Hi, everybody. And uh, you're from Texas, so I am. This so is, this is normal. This is pretty this is normal. Yeah, and it's not. It's actually not even that hot out today. No, Yesterday it's not, was a it's little not too bad. It might be a chilly day in Texas. Actually, it might be a little chilly. Maybe sweatshirt. <laughs> not that bad. No, they're not that bad. Um, when when it. Uh, have you ever been in Texas when it does it snow? Have you ever had snow in Texas? No, I no, I'd never seen snow before I moved to the north. Oh, okay, because I I was curious about. I guess that's. I mean, I saw snow in the air. I never saw snow on the ground. But but what about like a good good rainfall? Is the drivers when it, if it rains uh, can do the people know like forget how to drive? Oh no, people can drive in the rain, but they cannot drive like. In the snow flurries that we have, no. Right. I mean, and then you, you, and I mean, I, to 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 you know, uh, be fair to my native Texas, um, we don't have the infrastructure for it. Like everyone kind of makes fun of the South when they shut down after some like big thing, but we don't have salt trucks. We don't have that stuff. Yeah. Like, so like we can't just take care of it because we don't spend the money on it. Yeah, Atlanta, I think had a big snowstorm. It must have been a couple of years ago. Now through a pandemic, and never know how many years ago it was, but. Uh, yeah, the whole city shuts down, and it's like, yeah, because they don't have plows or salt or right. anything. We don't have that stuff, so and and probably a, and then nobody knows how to drive, right? Which and, also makes me think that it must be significantly cheaper to be a municipality in southern states because that's a really expensive service that uh, the states in the south don't need to provide. Well. Do the roads buckle more because it's hot all the time? Because the roads, no. the roads get messed up here because it freezes. It, no, it that freezes that, that doesn't then. happen as much. Okay, so yeah, you're, you maybe you're right. Maybe they just don't even have like a much of a budget for it at all. They, they it's right. an easy job. I I feel like I I feel like I had somebody on the show that had done that job on, in the South, and that was the case. It was much right. easier. Yeah. Than when you come here and uh, and try to to figure out wh- when when to take the plows off the plow trucks and decide that we're going to put the salt away and all that jazz. Anyway, I don't know why we got we went off on 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 kind of the weather for some reason. But uh, had you had you decided to have you in here, we're going to talk about the Lacrosse County Democratic Party Convention coming to the Lacrosse Center Saturday and Sunday. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, the <laughs> the news yesterday. I don't know. Do you okay? How are how are you taking the that committee, the U.S. House committees on January sixth? Are you watching them? Are you recording them? Are you oh, just I'm, re- I'm watching them, um, and I'm I'm reading the transcripts of them. Okay, so yesterday, I don't know if you were watching live. I, I don't. Think- no, I saw that one after the fact. Okay, how does that news hit you? <laughs> With the, well, let's let's uh, let me set it up a little bit better. As we talk about this yesterday, and I had Mandela Barnes on. Uh, Ron Johnson was going to come on my show. We had made that, yeah. we had set that up prior to yesterday, and then Ron Johnson canceled for some yeah. reason. Wonder why? Gosh. <laughs> and and sure, uh, you know, maybe maybe for the better for my sake too, because I just I don't know if I'm I'm ready to handle yeah. something of that capacity. I have to digest that a little bit, and I wasn't watching the meeting either. I have to read about it afterwards, and I'm like. 
Okay, well, he canceled. That's probably a good thing because I'm I'm still rep. I have Mandela Barnes on. He's got to say his thing because he's you know yeah he's running for, for he's, he's running for Senate right yep. there, and and I think him and Sarah Godlewski are running for Senate. Called for his resignation, and then As other should. and then other candidates you know at first had their statements. I don't think they called for him to resign, but. Now that we've digested this a little bit, right. and and I'll just set up, and you could correct me. I think I have what you know some of the story. It's it's confusing, but anyway, this dates back to 2020, right? 2020 yeah. or 2019? 2020. 2020. January 6th. 20, right, but 20. I'm just going back to what a month in December. I think it was 2019. Oh, that would have been 2019. Yeah. When when Wisconsin Republican leaders. Uh, gathered into it got got led into the state capitol um, right. um by by one of the congressmen i believe is it it's and then and then gathered to fakely uh cast uh electoral ballots to to cast false misleading electoral ballots yeah so the 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 Republican leaders that were selected to be electors if Donald Trump won. So there's this distinction. Are they electors or are they only electors? They're only electors uh, after the vote happens. Yeah, because we're kind of electors in waiting before then. But you're not an elector until until the vote actually happens. Yeah, because we've had some debate on whether they're false electors or they're electors. And, and, you know, it's probably we're splitting hairs there at this point, but. Um, anyway, so they they gathered in Madison. They they got documents, right? Uh, essentially, I would say, are they forged documents? They have to be, right? Um, I don't. I, I I'm not sure if legally forged is the right word. Um, they got documents that they should not have had access to and should definitely not have signed as right. real. Yeah. So they. But that's what they did. And they they signed documents. Essentially, you know, instead of Joe Biden. It yeah. said Donald Trump, essentially yep. the same documents yep. that the Democrats had to confirm Joe Biden as president. Yep. However, you want to, you, you know, the, the wording there is is pretty, you know, whatever. Um, anyway, so that happened back in 2019. So we're going in, in La Crosse County, Democratic Party or Republican Party chair Bill Fian. It's uh, one of those fraudulent electors. Yes. And he did a podcast. He kind of he kind of told the story back back uh, about a month later before the if i remember right it was before january 6th because i don't know after the fact you might not do that podcast but he did a podcast on it kind of did a little bit of the play-by-play and how that went down and uh it was at that time didn't seem like a big deal i even i mean at that time he did no i think i think it was a big deal it didn't seem like it though no 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 i i think it still seemed like it i mean the fact that the republican party for the really the first time in history, uh, decided to instead of acknowledging the the true winner of the vote. And remember, there was no voter fraud. This was the most secure election in American history. Um, the fact that they decided to instead of acknowledging it, like Republicans and Democratic parties of the past have done for two hundred years, that they decided to instead of doing that, issue fake electoral votes and then try to kind of pass those off, that is radically different and a big deal. Well, I don't know if they tried to pass them off as they, they did that. Oh, just, no, we know they did now. Well, now we do. But th- at that point, we, did, we they did that right. just in case some of the, what, 100 right. lawsuits that but, were filed. But, but this is the really scary thing, and this is the thing that's coming up now uh, through these hearings. All right, For a long time, it looked like uh, the January insurrection 
and these fake electors were two different things. All right. It was looking like they were kind of two different. They were both kind of false uh, attempts to install Trump as an unelected president. Yeah. But that they were separate. Right? And that's what the news and, 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 the news and that's what so, about some of the news. Way. Well, that's what broke yesterday is maybe right. we connected these dots. But well, I got to I got to take a break. Before, t- yesterday's big thing was connecting Johnson. Yeah. But before that, even. What these hearings have been doing is showing that this was actually two prongs of mm-hmm. a single cohesive attack on our government. And William's sitting here in the Wisdom Studio yes. doing like the baby like, rockabye yes. baby with his hands together. Because um, what the, the whole point, as it turns out, of the January 6th insurrection was to force Pence. And remember, these were Trump loyalties going around yelling, hang Pence, hang Pence. Uh, these were Trump loyalties. And their whole job, their whole goal for that insurrection was to convince Mike Pence to use the alter, the quote-unquote alternate or fake elector votes. Yeah. That was the whole job. There, so, and, and, and what we now know is that the reason that like the people here in Wisconsin and in other states did this fake electoral like tally yeah, seven that states, they did I believe. is to basically – give Mike Pence a little more cover so that this insurrection could come in and demand that Mike Pence use these votes instead. So this was a coordinated and um, uh, uh, like single pronged or two pronged, but of the same attack on our constitution. Right. And then when we learned yesterday, Ron Johnson's role in that, we'll, we'll talk about it when we come back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. If you want to get in here, you got a question for William Garcia. He's the Democratic Party chair of Lacrosse County. Uh, feel free to call 608-785-7914. We were talking about the January 6th insurrection, Ron Johnson. We, we haven't really gotten to the Ron Johnson role yet, but Eric from Sparta is calling, so I'm going to bring Eric on here. I've got to just wait, Eric. I've got to turn your, your favorite band off here, Stone Temple Pilots. <laughs> I know you oh, love them. Hey, Hi, Eric. Hi. How you doing, uh, Mr. Garcia? Very well. How are you today? I have one, a couple of things to say. Uh, do you think that, uh, assuming I agree with your statements, do you think the midterms are, put it this way, do you think the class is kind of, well, eat your woke agenda when they're getting $50 a billion for a school, they're going to pay for that for the rest of their life? Their grandchildren will pay for that. And you think you know everything. No, you support the left-wing liberal mantra. And we're going down the drain. Our country is getting destroyed, and you are part of the problem. Thank you. I'm not sure. Was there a question there? I don't think there was a question. Um, Something like, do you agree with the, well, I don't know. Right. Do you like the school referendum? Right. The school referendum that has, uh, not only has it not been voted on yet, but hasn't even been like put forward to go yeah, on the ballot yet. It's not even a so referendum. I'm not sure exactly what he's but talking there, about But there. there is a plan there, to there consolidate is a, there the There is a plan, uh, which will save money. So if he's worried about the budget, um, my understanding of the uh, of that referendum is that, uh, you know, in the long run, this will save lacrosse significant amounts of money. Uh, but I need to wait for the resolution to actually be in my hands so I can read it to know for sure. Right. Uh, $195, $194.5 million referendum or 
$8 per every $100,000 right. on property tax per year. But also saving uh, 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 millions and millions of dollars a year in facility maintenance costs. Right. Uh, th- yeah, they have about $80 million in deferred maintenance, and they get about a million dollars a year for maintenance. So right. the, the, we're not going to catch up there. Um, I think uh, Triple Tom's calling in. Yeah. Triple Tom, you're on the air with William Garcia. Go ahead. Triple Hi. Tom. I have a question. I want to know how William Garcia and you, Rick, know for a fact, for certain, that the last election was proven to be legitimate. And before you answer, I know what you're going to say, so I'm going to tell you that you don't know any more about it than I do. I have paid a lot of attention to it, so, and that is why a lot of people, including Trump and a few others, when uh, January 6th came along, they had a constitutional obligation to make sure that that was an, a legitimate election. And so while you continue to say that it was, uh, you cannot prove it, just like I cannot prove that it wasn't. And I just thought I'd make that point. I don't quite understand the point, because uh, from your argument, no election should be valid ever. By your by your argument here, that if you're saying that neither side can ever prove that th- that uh, an election is won or lost, then basically you're saying that democracy is impossible. And uh, frankly, I I don't find that true. I I love democracy. I love this country, and uh, I love the the basic tenets on which it's founded. And so um, I do not subscribe to the fact that you you can never know one way or the other. I think we do know, okay, and I think well, one of the I ways that we know. That. All it, right. So here's my follow up. Sure. So <clears throat> when you say that. Uh, we we had many elections in the history, and uh, was pretty comfortable that they were legitimate. This one was some level of reservation. So the only people, people who had reservations about the, the the safety and integrity of this election were far right Republicans who who were losing and wanted to maintain their jobs. Republicans, uh, secretaries of state who are in charge of the election around the country, Republicans, not Democrats, said that this was the safest, fairest election. Nonpartisan people whose entire job is to study the health and vitality of our elections said that this was one of the safest elections in history. There is... There is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of experts and witnesses and testimony that this was the safest election ever. There is no proof, none, that it wasn't. And I would remind you that not one court case that has been filed trying to call the 2020 election wrong has succeeded in court. And these are judges who were appointed by Republican presidents. This is not a partisan issue. This is an issue of are we going to 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 allow someone to, you know, basically declare themselves a winner when they don't win? And I say no. Well, you said all these Republicans and, and nonpartisan people, but that one guy said it wasn't the guy that lost. He said it wasn't. Fair. The guy that lost, but he's offered no proof. But all his, of the all of the experts, all of the people whose job is to study this, all of the job, the people whose job is to do this, offer proof as to why. But his lawyer Rudy Giuliani said that it wasn't right. either, even though they don't have the evidence. Yeah, in in between, uh, you know, <laughs> cocktails. So right in between cocktails, it was it was funny too, right? Don't they have literally Rudy Giuliani saying they they have they don't have the evidence yet? Right. So yeah, there's that. Um, we we started talking about the the, the electoral votes that that happened in, in seven states, including Wisconsin, and those those false electoral votes from Republicans naming Donald Trump president. They ended up 
in Ron Johnson's office and maybe yeah. in Ron Johnson's hands. Ron Johnson was going to deliver those fake electors and and not just from Wisconsin, Michigan also. He had them both. And he was going to deliver them to Mike Pence's hands. We know this from from yesterday's testimony. This is actually the big break, uh, the the big like news, especially for Wisconsin that came out yesterday that Ron Johnson um, was an active participant in trying to overthrow this election. Okay, so what happened here? I'll, I'll try to I'll try to sum it up. He got he got the his staff was communicating with Mike Pence at some point, Mike Pence's office, but he had electoral votes. He had electoral votes that from, he wanted to hand to Pence. Now remember, from Michigan on January and 6, Wisconsin. I mean, this is on January sixth. On January sixth, the entire point of the resurrection uh, of the uh, of the insurrection <laughs> was to um, pressure Mike Pence into voting uh, illegally for Trump. That was the entire. That's why they stormed the Capitol. That's what they were doing. So, what Johnson was trying to do is deliver those fake elector forms to the hands of Mike Pence, so that when it came time to vote on Wisconsin and came time to vote on Michigan, that Mike Pence could use those fake alternate ballots and say, oh, we're, we're not going to use the legitimate ones. We're going right. to use these instead. But let's do let's talk about Ron Johnson's rebuttal here, because he had the votes in his hand, the fake votes for right. Trump. Right. And he was instructed to, he was instructed to give them the, to Biden. So he or right. to to Mike Pence. Yeah. So he his staff reached out to Mike Pence's team. And Mike Pence's staff said, do not do that. Correct. The, um, the, and, and remember, it was not like, um, it was not like a, uh, there's, there's a package that Johnson would like to give you. The text was basically, we have a package to deliver. It was emphatic. Yeah. And Mike so, Pence's staff was like, well, what is it? Pence's, uh, Johnson's staff told them, oh, these are the fake elector votes. And Pence's staff said, do not do that. So, and now. Now, Johnson has come out and said that he had no idea what was in the package that was to be delivered, which means. OK, so he didn't know choice. what was. Did That's he not he know says. what was in the package? He says he did not know what was in the package, okay. just that he was going to deliver. He it. was instructed to give it to Pence. And that he was going to do so. Yeah. That means that either Johnson was, you know, criminally complicit potentially criminally complicit in the January 6th insurrection because he was trying to give this this um, uh, fake document to Pence so that Pence would have some cover to, to vote against the, right. uh, the, uh, the duly elected leader. Or if he didn't know and if he didn't know what he was delivering, he is radically incompetent. Right. How on earth can you justify? Yes, absolutely. I am going to give a package of things I don't know what are and, and, to the vice president of the United States during, um, you know, the certification of right, ballots right before the certification. Also, then then it came out. He didn't know who gave him the package. Right. And he said, it's not worth going to find out. It's yeah. a non-story. He said it was staff to staff. So he, he so he is not only does not not only does he not know who gave this package to him, but he is unwilling to investigate it. Right. Because we don't need to know who gave me the package right. of the, right. the package that either I the package <laughs> that either I was complicit in an insurrection or completely I incompetent. I, I didn't know what was in it. It could have been a bomb. <laughs> he knows, apparently. All right. We got to take a break. Gotta wait for a second. Yeah, just for for the for the big part oh, to come in. Maybe a couple of seconds. 
That's true. I didn't think about that it doesn't get, like, yeah, exciting right until right now. The exact opposite song for what we were ta- we are right. talking about. Yes. Shiny. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I have guests in here, and then I make them give me music because I can never think of... I have, like, my four set songs that I know of, and I can't think of music off the top of my head that I just like. And then right. I... And then you point out this song. It's a very basic REM, shiny, happy people holding hands. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I like that song. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's exactly. a good song. Like, right away. Anyway, let's let's wrap up this conversation that, uh, that we were having and get to the uh, Democratic Party convention that's happening this Saturday and Sunday at the Lacrosse Center. Um, you know, and, and somebody texted in. Let me get to the text here. Al texted in. He goes, is there absolutely nothing else to talk about? This January 6th crap is getting really old. Well, first of all, first of all. We, the state of Wisconsin, taxpayers, if Al lives in Wisconsin, yeah, they are on the hook for a million dollars to investigate yep. the 2020 election. A million dollars of taxpayer money. and To re-reinvestigate it. This is re- the third investigation into it. And with uh, Gableman, who Gableman, um, and I, I think he's still under it. Um, I haven't seen news to the opposite, is under a $2,000 a, a day. He's appealed that. Yesterday was news. He, he appealed to yesterday. Right. Also, when he's under scrutiny, when he's when he's going to be fined two thousand dollars a day for yeah. contempt of court, who pays that bill? I do not know the answer to that because I and think it's I also. Bet it's the, I bet it's the taxpayers. So there's no repercussions for him not talking in court because the taxpayers are paying his bill, right? So it just doesn't. Chergosky came on UW Lacrosse political science professor came out last Friday and said that. Lawsuits, and he—I think it was a politifax or politico, yep. one of those—and uh, they figured out how much money Republicans have spent on lawsuits, and it was somewhere around like the twelve million dollar mark in lawyer fees for lawsuits, right? Which means taxpayers have been on the hook for like twelve million dollars in lawyer fees, and that doesn't even get into the Democratic side and how many lawyer fees they've accumulated because this stuff works both ways. Um, anyway, so Al, again, is there nothing else to talk about? This January six crap is getting up really old. I would say so too, but here yeah, we are. But but people are still pretending that it wasn't a problem. Uh, now, here's one nice thing about the the hearings that have been happening right now. One minute. Oh, uh, six t- six out of ten Americans, fifty eight percent, want Trump tried for uh, for his crimes during January sixth. So the hearings are having an effect. Uh, you know, a a large majority, fifty eight percent of Americans want him tried, want him in court because of the insurrection. I mean, just pure comedy of having him. You know, what do we put Hillary on the stand for eleven hours? We could put Trump on the yeah. stand for eleven hours. That'd be fun. Oh, he would never say anything but plead the fifth. <laughs> um, so anyway, Al, the sitting U- a sitting U.S. senator, as we were talking about, Ron Johnson. Uh, in Wisconsin here was just caught trying to hand fake electoral votes to Donald Trump or from for Donald Trump to Mike Pence to circumvent the will of the people. So that's kind of why we're talking about that today, because that news broke yesterday. Anyway, OK, so I want to I want to talk about the Lacrosse County's hosting the Democratic Party, the Democratic Party of Wisconsin Convention. And uh, we're going to break that down in a minute. That starts Saturday, right? Right. Right away in the morning. Yep. So. Um, all right. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Just going to wrap up here with Lacrosse County Democratic Party Chair William Garcia. And, Hello, and kind of the the whole point of having you in today. I know we talked about a bunch of other stuff. We hinted at this, obviously, and we've hinted at it in the past. We did a whole podcast about it uh, that released Monday. Then the Democratic Voice, but the the the, the Wisconsin, the Democratic Party 
of Wisconsin. Yep. I'm going to get it right. Uh, is having their convention here at the Lacrosse Center on Saturday. Does it start Saturday and Sunday? Saturday and Sunday. Um, right away in the morning. What, what's... So it starts right away in the morning. So uh, basically on Saturday, the very first chunk of the day is um, caucus meetings. You know, there are about like twenty caucuses, uh, which is just. Uh, small group, smaller groups of people within the party that gather for for some reason or another. There's an environmental caucus, a labor caucus, a woman's caucus, an LGBTQ caucus, a black caucus, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so uh, there are a bunch of caucus meetings all day Saturday. Then um, at five o'clock on Saturday afternoon, uh, we start our our big speeches, and this is where the entire convention comes together in one big hall, and we've got speeches from uh, from Governor Evers. We've got speeches from all of the candidates running for uh, U.S. Congress here, um, uh, et cetera, et cetera. That ends at about eight o'clock, and then there are kind of a a whole bunch of parties around the city for different people, different Democratic candidates, blah blah blah. And then on Sunday, uh, we have from 9.30 to 10.30, we have um, platforms and resolutions voting, which is actually, for this convention, the only thing that delegates are actually voting on. We, uh, a bunch of people, bunch of counties around the state submitted uh, platform and resolutions. These are like statements of beliefs and intents. And so we're going to vote on those. So, and the ones that get voted through will be added to the state platform. And then uh, that ends at 10, uh, 10.30 and at 10.45, we start another couple of hours of speeches. I think Sunday speeches are focused on the Senate candidate, so all of the okay. Democrats running for Senate. And what do you do with the platforms then after that's done? You said that'll take a couple of hours? It'll t- it should take one hour. And basically, oh. ba- uh, they've all been kind of pre-debated, and basically they're just each one is going to get an up or down vote. Oh, okay. And then uh, And then that'll get released at some point later in the day to... Yes. Yeah. To, we'll release. We'll release that as soon as it's kind of all official and voted on, et cetera, et cetera. All right. We did one for the Republican Party. Yeah. Should we do a podcast about the platform? Oh, I think we're you going know? to definitely. I yeah, think the we'll contrasts are striking. I mean, when you look at when you look at the Republican uh, uh, platforms and resolutions, it's it's kind of um, looking at a bleak future. You know, they want. Um, they want guns everywhere. They want um, they want to pretend that the 2020 election was rigged, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the Democrat I- I- is about hope. We want to we want to make life better for Wisconsinites, and basically our platform in resolution is a list of how we're going to do that. Can you give me an example of of, of something Republicans? Okay, let's not do guns. Let's not do election did they did they cover anything that isn't just that those those are just like hot topic sure I uh, mean, although got, although i would argue that the election isn't really a hot topic yeah. in, in, and you do have to be careful because these resolutions are like basically just statements of belief there's no law behind them okay. they they're just like these are what the democrat this is what the democratic party believes but uh you know the some of the things we're voting on are things like um uh stronger financial support for family farms and small business uh, more support for infrastructure around the country, uh, around the state, including broadband. Um, you know, a, and of course, some of our topics are about things like guns and uh, reproductive rights is a big one. But then, of course, a, a lot of ours are about you know um, uh, fair voting, 
that we want to protect voting rights as the Republicans are trying to chisel them away. And when you say ours, are you saying the party of Wisconsin or the Lacrosse County party? The party because, of Wisconsin. Okay. And of course, uh, again, these resolutions have not been voted on, but um, all of these resolutions have gone through three levels of vetting. And they start at the county. It goes to the congressional district. So, uh, you know, uh, the La Crosse County Democratic Party, we submitted 10 resolutions. They got sent up to the third CD convention. All right. Um, th- some of them got voted on there. I think five of La Crosse's advanced then to the state party, but they've been vetted multiple times and then we'll vote on them t- on Sunday. Um, are, you said five. Are there any we can bring, just bring up real quick? What are the five that got, came out of the county? The five that came out of our county are things like um, uh, to protect the waters, the environment, and the waters of the Mississippi. Uh, we've got one um, to install a progressive tax plan. Um, around the uh, around the state to make sure that we are, you know, uh, that the rich in Wisconsin are paying their fair share, uh, things like that. Okay. Uh, do you think the how many of these do you think get down votes? I think so. After reading like all of the resolutions, I'm pretty sure ninety five to one hundred percent will be voted up. Okay, and you said there's about seventy five, right? I think that's what you said on Monday. Yeah, about that. About seventy five, because there's we we did the math, right? There's right. There are eight congressional uh, districts, eight districts, and each congressional district is allowed yeah. to send 10. But then uh, when two congressional districts send a resolution that's almost identical, they tend to combine them, which is why there's you know 75 or so instead of a full 80. Um, I'm just trying to think of like some of the just real big other topics. Uh, just but I mean, cross. I think one of the most important things is, uh, and one of the big distinctions with the Republican Party is that we do not like vote to endorse candidates oh, yeah. at our convention. You know, the Repu- uh, uh, the Democrats, as always, we kind of believe in voting. We believe in democracy. We want the people to have a say, and we don't want anything to interfere with that. So the Republicans actually vote at their convention to endorse a candidate before uh, voters actually get a shot to, to vote for anyone. Would, we do not do that. Would you say that the Democratic Party of Wisconsin is weird there? Because in Minnesota, they do endorse. The Democratic Party of Minnesota do, did endorse a candidate. There are um, candidates. I don't, I, I don't know which is weirder. Um, I will say that like uh, most of the dem- places I've lived, so basically Michigan and uh, Texas and here, um, we did not really vote like to endorse a candidate in advance of the primary. Okay. So, so I don't know which is weird, but I'm happy to look that up later. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be interesting to find out because I feel like that is weird to endorse a candidate. And, and, and then if you have, but it's also like the Republican party has a governor candidate who's kind of bonkers in Tim, Tim Rantham, I think is, you know, I don't know if he's bonkers, but he's got some far. No, no, no. If you, if you threaten to punch out, your own majority leader on the floor of the Wisconsin legislature, yeah, you're bonkers. That's bonkers. And then also his conspiracy theories, again, you know, probably for about the 2020 election. Yeah. Or- Except, I mean, that's a hard sell because all four of them have weirdo conspiracy theories about the, the, uh, the false narrative that somehow there was cheating in the 2020 election, which we know didn't happen. All right. I brought this up yesterday, and I, I, and I said I was going to ask William today about it. Who goes to the Democratic and the party convention? So, okay, so, um, you know, the La Crosse County Democratic Party, right, we have members. Yeah. We have a lot of members, um, and our members are the people that our members vote for officers like myself. I am chair because the membership of the La Crosse County voted for me, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we vote for the delegates. 
and you have to be a member of the party to be a delegate. And then typically what happens is you become a delegate for that third CD convention that I talked about earlier. Yep. Uh, and we had that back in April. And then those same delegates also go to the state. So these are, these are basically all of the delegates are people that join and volunteer and work for the Democratic Party. Okay, so we have county counties, right? Right, or counties. County members. Yep. So I'm, I'm, I would say Lacrosse County, but any county. Yeah, and members. we have 36 delegates from Lacrosse County going. Okay, so oh, well, you say delegates, but like, what members of the party can can they go to? Members of the well, so uh, or, uh, every county has a kind of allotted number. Okay. So, uh, and that number is smaller than the number of, of members that we have. Yeah. All right. But every member. Well, how many is, members do you have? Uh, upwards of 220 something. Okay. Can all 220 of those people go to the convention? No, no. no. Okay. If, if all 220 wanted to go, we'd have a, we'd have a vote at the county level oh, on yeah. which delegates to, would go. But for the most part, well, you're saying delegates. I'm just saying members. No, no, no. Because members vote on delegates. Right. So you're you're gonna you're one all delegates are members. Right? I get that, but not all members are delegates. Right, but and only I, because like someone doesn't want to go to the convention. I'm just saying, yeah. like I'm not a delegate, but I'm a, a member of the Lacrosse County right. Democratic Which Party. Which means you would have voted on our slate of delegates. Yeah, but I also just want to go hang out. Oh, you can go hang out. Oh yeah, you that's can go. What hang, I was you can pay twenty five dollars and show your vaccination card because everyone has to show their vaccination card to get in. Okay, but uh, you can pay your twenty five dollars and like go see the speeches at night. Oh, so you could just show up and pay, sure. like essentially pay at the door, sure. to, and then you become a member of whatever county you live in. Huh? Oh no, that's just to go. You don't even oh, have to join the oh, party. Oh, so the, the general public can go to yeah, this yeah. thing. Okay, because I was confused yeah. that maybe this was like a general. No, public. you do have to pay the twenty five dollar fee, but okay, uh, and you don't get to vote on anything. But, well, yeah, but I mean to go listen to you know yeah, you and, can listen to and all of the speeches are also being broadcast online. If you go to the 2022 Wisdoms Dems Convention, uh, uh, there should be links for like watching the speeches online, and then you don't even have to pay the money. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was just thinking like maybe only members of the county party can uh, county parties nope, and beyond nope, can nope. go. So all right, the general public can go. Long that was a long answer to right. <laughs> very simple like well, yeah and it was my fault you just didn't understand all right that's gonna wrap it up Williams thanks so much for joining me today. have a great day everybody.